0: For the first time in 15 years, the Seahawks have an opening at head coach. How does that opening stack up with the rest of the openings around the league right now? Nick Lee and I are going to be breaking it all down on a new Blue Friday edition of Locked on Seahawks. You are Locked on Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, the host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. Glad to be joined here on Blue Friday by my co-host Nick Lee and a special thanks to all the 12s out there. Whether you're listening from Boise, Idaho or in Southern Florida, we greatly appreciate each and every one of you making Locked On Seahawks your first listen. Five days a week. The Seahawks in the midst of their first coaching search since 2009 to replace Pete Carroll. We're going to be diving into pros and cons for that position compared to the other openings around the league. And then we're going to have some fun with some potential quarterback and head coaching pairings in Seattle for 2024 and beyond. This episode is brought your way by Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepickscom slash locked on and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, for your lead story here on our Blue Friday edition of Locked On Seahawks. For the first time since 2010, the Seahawks will have a brand new head coach roaming the sidelines with Pete Carroll, moving up to an advisory role. The Seahawks, in the midst of Getting interviews prepared, we don't know who's going to interview specifically for this job, but certainly, Nick, this should be one of the more high-profile openings out there. Now, not everything is working in Seattle's favor, but I think that the first major pro, if you're a prospective coach, is the established star talent that is on this team, even if they underachieve, particularly on defense. You've got a lot of big names in this roster from DK Metcalf to Tyler Lockett on defense. Boy, Mafe is becoming a star. Uchena Duosu in the secondary. Devin Witherspoon, Reek Woolen. I know he had a rough sophomore season, but still a former Rookie of the Year finalist. You've got Jamal Adams, if healthy. Quandre Diggs, Julian Love. I mean, there's a lot of star power on this roster. And I would think that's the first thing that really stands apart from most of the other teams that are looking for a new head coach.
1: Well, it's kind of a double-edged sword because some of that star power could also turn into cap concerns <laughs> yeah. um, that we'll get to in a second. So it's a little bit of a toss-up there. Um, I was just actually scouring – I'll give Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated um, a, a shout-out, ranking the head coaching um, openings. And he has the Seahawks at, at two, at second, um, behind the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and Falcons have a bit of the same um, you know situation on offense. I think the Seahawks are, are mo- more stacked, at least uh, as, a, as a steady – um, you know, without a lot of free agency concerns on offense. Um, obviously, you have the Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet, and, and not only that, but then Young on on that side. And you got Tyler, one of the better receiving trios in the NFL: Metcalf, Lockett, and Jackson Smith. And Jigba. We'll, we'll see if all three of those guys return um, to Seattle this year, uh, this coming year. But you got certainly on offense, and then Gino's an established veteran. If you want to keep Geno, you want to retain him. I um, mean, build around him like what Pete Carroll was starting to do. I think well, there might be a certain faction of the fan base that bur- might burn down the VMAC, but um, I think that there's a there, there's some quality in that. So yeah, certainly some established veterans, and even if you start reaching and um, you know I'll reach a little bit and say you bring back a Bobby Wagner, you resign Leonard Williams, something like that. Um, all of a sudden, you have a pretty solid team, and, and so for a team that. You Know they barely missed the playoffs, you know, nine and eight. You know, one thing breaks here or there a field goal, or you know, so you know, the, the Bears can convert a few first downs or something. Um, then we're talking the Seahawks in the playoffs, and perhaps B. Carroll isn't on uh, on the chopping block, so to speak. But I think, um, it's definitely one of the more desired places, especially not, not just the star power, but you're talking about a great rabid fan base, a city that really ra- rallies around the team, an ownership group. Um, this article actually gives them a nine out of 10 for like ownership quality too. So um, I think that's a, a really good thing. So a lot of things going in the right direction for for whoever takes this job.
0: Yeah, I think that leads perfectly with the ownership too. one of the points. I wrote an article about this today. And one of the three pros for me was coaching autonomy. If you take this job, you don't have to worry about having Jerry Jones hovering over you. You don't have to worry about New York media, media hovering over you this is a desirable position from a pressure perspective, at least from that regard. Now, what I will say is a pressure cooker here. You just let go of the best coach in franchise history after having a winning record. Like The expectations are clearly through the roof. And Jody Allen, the ownership group, John Schneider, they expect that this is a ready-made contender for whoever takes this coaching job. And that goes back to the Experienced talent. They've got this incredible young core led by Devin Witherspoon, Ken Walker the third, Boy Mafe, Abraham Lucas, assuming he's able to bounce back from this knee issue. I mean, they've got as good of a young core of talent as anybody out there. But the flip side of that is that if you take this job, there's a lot of expenses that you have to be somewhat concerned about with some bloated contracts, and you also are going to have that pressure. This is not the Carolina Panthers where you're walking in like man, if I can get to five or six wins, I've got a really good chance to hold on to this job for multiple years. Seattle, you win five or six games your first year. You could be Jim Mora Jr. 2.0, and they could be doing this again next year, looking for their next coach. So there is a lot of pressure that comes with that. I think there are coaches that will love that, though, because they know, hey, I'm walking into a much better situation roster-wise with the team that made the playoffs two years ago. They've got an established quarterback that a lot of teams wish they had. And so I do think overall there's more pros than cons, but this is not one of those situations where you're coming in, Nick, and uh, you get a couple year grace period. No, you better win now.
1: Right. And I was thinking too with you know, the Patriot tying Gerard Mayo, Kalen DeBoer heading to Alabama. Sorry to keep pressing my finger on that wound uh, for UW, Husky, Seahawks fans, but um, you never, you don't really want to be the guy to replace the guy. You know, you want to be the guy who replaced the guy who replaces the guy. <laughs> I forget who said that. It was Andy Reid or some. Um, and so there is uh, some trepidation with perhaps coming into this spot. You replace the greatest coach in in pretty much Seattle sports history, and and you have to you know fill his shoes and jump right in. Yeah, to a, a contending, uh, hopefully contending team. Another part of this article I keep referring to um, ranks the division difficulty and the Seahawks might be in one of the more difficult divisions with the 49ers not going anywhere the Rams went from below you to back <laughs> on top of you again with Sean McVay and uh, his rebound so um the Cardinals are kind of building something there too so it's not an easy division and i think what's funny too is you mentioned salary cap concerns and um some of the, and the pressure it, the the you know it's because the pros kind of turn it into a con of pressure you know like all these pros and all these things going in the right direction for the Seahawks does turn into a con that whoever steps in here, you better win. Now it is playoffs or bust, even with this roster currently, how it is, you know, make a few moves
0: here or there. It's still playoffs or bust. I, and I think that there might be an argument that is more than that at this point. Like the Seahawks have not been happy with being comfortable just getting to the postseason or contending that they want to get back to being able to compete for a championship. And they want to be able to compete in the NFC West. And so, yeah, as you said, when you have that many pros working in your favor, there can be a double-edged sword there. That can be, hey, we have all this working for us. Now you need to put it all together and And let's make this this (laughs) ship sail the way that it should, which they clearly were not happy with what Pete Carroll's response was in their meetings this week. As far as what the game plan was, was to get this ship going again. That's why they're going a different direction. And so whoever gets this job, Yeah, there's a lot of pros, but there is a lot of pressure that comes with it. And I think it's a perfect segue for what we are going to be doing next here on our Blue Friday edition of Locked On Seahawks. We are returning to game day in a big way. It's the Bachelor Seahawks quarterback and coach edition. I have been looking forward to this all day. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be looking at coach and quarterback pairings and we're going to have a few roses that we can hand out to the partnerships that we are most excited about. Don't go away. You're listening to the Blue Friday edition of Locked On Seahawks. This episode is brought your way by game time. If you've ever been in the hunt for sport or concert tickets at the last minute, the process can be anxiety provoking. But game time helps you avoid that stress because it's fast. It's an easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you, and they offer killer deals on last-minute tickets with a best-price guarantee so you don't have to stress anymore and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. If you want to see the Kraken in downtown Seattle, start paying attention to these guys. Eight wins in a row you can use GameTime's awesome flash deals feature and a detailed stadium map to find awesome seats for under $120. Right now, it's super easy. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And with GameTime's guarantee, you know you're going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less elsewhere, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You're listening to the Blue Friday edition of Locked On Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. Glad to be joined for today's Blue Friday episode by my co-host, Nick Lee, and a special thanks to all the 12s out there. Thank you for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week, whether in-season or off-season, always coming in in the clutch and providing support for us. We greatly appreciate. It is time to bring back Friday game day, and we are doing it in big fashion today. You and I, Nick, have been so excited about doing this for the last couple of days. After the news of Pete Carroll being let go as coach and moving into an advisory role, It is time to play the bachelor QB coach edition. And this should be an absolute blast. We've got 12 pairings and they're all random. We don't know which ones are going to pop up 12 pairings of a new head coach with a quarterback. It could be Geno Smith. It could be an incoming rookie. It could be a free agent. It could be Drew Locke. It could be Russell Wilson. It could be Joe Montana for all we know. We're looking at 12 coach quarterback combinations For next season. And Nick, you and I get three roses. We can only give out three of them, and we will make those decisions as we go through the show. So if you use one of them, you don't get to backtrack and say, wait, I wanna use this one. So use your roses carefully. With that being said, let's get started. Our first The Bachelor pairing here. We've got Lions Offensive Coordinator Ben Johnson and North Carolina Quarterback Drake May, who's expected to be a top-five selection. Nick, what are your thoughts on this pairing?
1: Oh, man, you're going to make me do this right off the bat. Okay, Um, Ben Johnson is one of my favorite candidates. Turned the Lions into an offensive force with Jared Goff. Weapons galore. Home run picks um, on the draft with Sam Laporta. And Damir Gibbs um, seems to have an eye for offensive talent. So Drake May, who I think, you know, is not maybe the most electrifying, you know, polarizing, galvanizing kind of prospect. I think it's kind of he's kind of boring, but in a good way. Um, he can make all the throws. And pairing him with a guy like Ben Johnson, who who obviously has an um, offensive mind, um, defense would still be a major concern, obviously, um, with with who would be defensive coordinator. But Drake May, with that offensive mind, with the weapons Seattle already has. I'm already giving up my first rose. Ben Johnson, Drake oh, May. Oh, wow.
0: You yeah. know, I really like Ben Johnson too, but I have reservations about the fact he's never been a head coach at any level. Fair. And I also yeah. would want to pair him with a veteran quarterback, like what That's he's fair. done with Garrett Goff. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sold the idea on putting him with a rookie. And also Seattle would have to trade up to get Drake May as well. True. So there's some other complications with that. So no, I am not giving up a rose, although this is certainly an intriguing one. Next one Jim Harbaugh and J.J. McCarthy. Now, I'm not, I you know, I thought about roses on this one just because the idea of teaming Jim Harbaugh with his college quarterback, there's some intrigue. And at the same time, that's also the reason that I'm not giving up a rose on this one because I think McCarthy has a lot of potential. But historically, I always worry about, and this is not just NFL, this is just professional sports in general. When a head coach jumps to the next level, and teams up with a player that he was working with in college. A lot of times that doesn't work because this isn't college anymore. You need to get the best QB you can. And McCarthy would be the number five quarterback in my rankings right now. Not that I would be against drafting him, but I would want to groom him behind Geno Smith. So I'm not giving a rose on this
1: one. Yeah, I'm not sticking my nose up at uh, Jim Harbaugh. I think uh, you know that would certainly ruffle some feathers here, some Seahawk feathers here in in, in Seattle. Um, with fans. But honestly, I think I don't care if he, he's winning everywhere he goes. His track record is is um, is pretty much beyond reproach as far as winning. And I know he, he's got that personality and some some things some a spotty record with things that kind of rub people the wrong way. But he wins and that can settle a lot of stomachs <laughs> with that. Um, the thing that's going to keep me from giving a rose, yeah, is the McCarthy situation. I, I'm not into it. Um, I don't see that truly special arm talent from him he screams kind of game manager needs a perfect system and he was in a great system in Michigan was a great college quarterback I mean he was in the absolute perfect situation I know Michigan or uh, Jim Harbaugh called him the greatest Michigan quarterback college quarterback ever which is quite a statement um but yeah I'm not going to give a rose here just because of the McCarthy part of it I'm, I'm not super enthused
0: by that prospect this next one, I think, is going to draw ire from both of us. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. So another pairing of college coach and quarterback. Now, this one, I am vehemently against Nick. In fact, this would be one of that whatever the opposite of the rose is, um you know, leaving leaving a turtles so, a stem the stem of thorns. <laughs> If you think the Seahawks have had bad defense the last seven years, hire Lincoln Riley. If you've seen what's happened everywhere he's been, his team's just defense is optional. Now, maybe he gets the right defensive coordinator in the NFL, but that scares me. And then you got to trade up to number one to get Caleb Williams with the Bears, and I think the Bears are probably going to take him anyway. So this one, I'm not even going to worry about analyzing this one because the coach situation I don't like, and I just don't like this pairing at all. H E double hockey sticks. No on both of them. I'm actually out on Caleb
1: Williams too. Honestly, I, he just kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit, a little bit of a front runner. Um, and I'm, I question Lincoln Riley's ability to lead grown adults. So I'm out.
0: Next one here is the one that most people probably are already pitting together. Dan Quinn and Geno Smith. I I'm given a rose on this one. This one's an easy decision for me. I know there are a lot of fans that are worried that Dan Quinn is going to be Pete Carroll 2.0 and that you're bringing in Pete Light. But I really think his experiences being a head coach in Atlanta, I mean, Pete Carroll was a failed head coach at two places. I think Dan Quinn has learned a lot, especially in Dallas. If you've seen the defense he's got there, they lost their number one corner and it doesn't matter. He just puts Drawn Bland in there and Bland becomes an all pro. At corner, This guy is an incredible defensive coach. If you want your defense fixed, Dan Quinn was the guy that was the coordinator the two Super Bowl years, and you can't tell me he wouldn't be excited about Geno Smith. What he did with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, Geno Smith is not Matt Ryan, but he is a very capable quarterback, and he had one of his best games against Dan Quinn's defense, so you can't tell me Dan Quinn would not be interested. So this is easy for me. I'm giving a rose on this one. Uh,
1: This is the three-foot putt. This is the layup in basketball. Um, you know, this is and some for some fans, that's not good enough. For some fans, that's worrisome. Um, Dan Quinn has led a top seven scoring defense in Dallas each of his three years, top five of the last two years. Micah Parsons speaks for itself. Um, certainly, this will get some eye rolls and some headphones ripped off. This is another rose for me. This is this is the it's almost too easy because it does feel like such a good fit. But you bring up the Pete Carroll. Um, you know, Jets and Patriots, Bill Belichick with the Browns. I was watching the two Bills last night, the 30 for 30, because I just <laughs> was in that mood. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Um, and you you see that, you know, just I think it's extremely stupid to just completely dismiss somebody just because they were fired once. Um, especially a guy that led the team. I know Kyle Shanahan had a lot to do with it too, but a guy that got a team to a Super Bowl two years after they went six and ten. So Dan Quinn, Geno Smith, again, I see, you know doubling down with Gino and just completely revamping and strengthening that defense, then go get your quarterback
0: rose for me. All right. Our next one here. This is a true outlier. Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Texans and Bo Nix, the quarterback from Oregon obviously started his college career at Auburn I'm not going to give a rose on this one, but there is intrigue with this because we've seen what Bobby Slowick has done with CJ Stroud. Now, I do not think Bo Nix has the ceiling or the talent coming into the NFL that CJ Stroud does, but he's incredibly athletic. He's got a good arm. He has shown progress reading defenses the last couple of years. He's a very solid quarterback prospect. He is number six on my board as a late first or a second round potential guy that can groom behind geno smith i love it but again this is another one i can't give the rose here because i wonder if slowick is maybe a year away from being ready to be a head coach and i also wonder about bo nicks a guy that's going to be an older quarterback coming into the league with a long college career too and he's going to have to wait his turn i just don't see this being a great immediate fit so no rose for me
1: yeah this is a little bit of a square peg round hole for me um, Bo Nix, Yeah. Didn't he set the FBS record for most starts? <laughs> like he, he, he was, uh, he's been in college, I think since I was in high school. Um, so I, I think the biggest one for me is Slowik's a little premature one year as an offensive coordinator. Obviously CJ Stroud was awesome this year. Um, I think it's just a little premature on his front and I, I just don't see the quite the same fit, uh, with and Slowik. So no rose for me.
0: And our last one here in this segment Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald and Drew Locke. Now, there will be some of our listeners that are going to be really excited about this because there is still a contingent out there of Seahawks fans that think Drew Locke should be the starting quarterback next year because he was able to win one game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I am not in that group, although if you were wanting to save money, it certainly would be a way to do that. But I just don't know about contention status here. I like the idea of Mike McDonald. I don't like it with Drew Lock though, so I'm not going to give up my second rose for this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mike, this Mike McDonald's track record um, last year, Ravens were third in scoring defense. This year, the number one. This year, that Ravens defense is special. It's it's special, and they could they could mess around and win the Super Bowl. I, and I would I think they're the odds on favorite. I would say to win the Super Bowl, um, the the Drew Lock one is is what does it for me. In fact, I'm going to do it. I'm going to kind of do a little spoiler. Honestly, unless it's either Gino or a rookie, I'm out.
0: So um, no rose for me. Yeah, that one to me was fairly simple. And it's not a knock on Drew Locke necessarily. I just, I think that that would be, I don't want to say it's a recipe for disaster, but I just don't think that that is a good, that is not a good contingency plan to go at quarterback. If you've got a rookie, I guess you could go That route, but I don't like that pairing there at all. We've got six more pairings. I've got two roses. You've only got one left. So you're only gonna be able to pick one of the final six. We'll get to those final six pairings coming up next as we continue the Bachelor Seahawks quarterback coach edition coming up next year on our Blue Friday locked on Seahawks. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape the crazy realities of real life, but let's just talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, and that is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or one of my family members got sick and there were supply chain issues that kept them from getting life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, with Jace Medical, we're going to be okay. The Jace case is a pack of five antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, whether it's UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff can happen to each and every one of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important. To get prepared than today, go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. You're listening to the Blue Friday edition of Locked on Seahawks. This is your host, Corbin Smith. Glad to be joined for today's show by my co-host, Nick Lee. And a special thanks to each and every one of the 12s out there for making Locked on Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to continue our game day here on Blue Friday the Bachelor QB Coach Edition. We've got pairings of a head coach candidate and a quarterback for next season for the Seahawks. And so far, each of us has three flowers we can give out. You've given out two so far. You gave out one for Ben Johnson to go with Drake May. You also gave one for Dan Quinn and Geno Smith. I agreed with you on that one. I gave a rose for Dan Quinn and Geno Smith. But I have two flowers left, two roses left. You've only got one good, sir, with six more pairings. So let's continue here. Our next one, Dave Canales, the former quarterback coach for the Seahawks, now a offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, coming back as the head coach, and Drew Locke. We just had Locke with Mike McDonald. This one might make a little bit more sense. In fact, this is one that I am strongly considering a rose on just because We've seen Dave Canales turn Baker Mayfield into a 4000 4, yard passer with over 20 touchdowns and just 10 interceptions and took the Buccaneers to the playoffs. So if there's a coach that can get the absolute most out of Drew Lock, it is Dave Canales. That said, these roses are precious. I just I can't give one of them up for Drew Lock to be the starting quarterback next year. I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, that's the hang up for me. I, I like I get like I said with my spoiler if it's not Gino or a rookie, I'm probably out. Um, yeah, Canales seems a bit like a quarterback whisperer, a little bit. Um, you know, Certainly, Gino Smith had his best year of his career by far with him uh, under his tutelage in 2022. Um, I'm not a big fan of handing the keys to Drew Locke. So if this was a Canales-Gino Smith pairing, then that would be my third rose. But it is not
0: going to be that because I, I'm out on Drew Locke being the starter next year. Our next one, two outsiders, Mike Vrabel, the long successful coach for the Titans and Kirk Cousins, who's going to be a free agent. He is coming off of a torn Achilles tendon. He's in his mid thirties. I just see a lot of red flags with Kirk Cousins. Maybe the cost is down because he's coming off that injury, but you're going to have to pay for his services. The Vikings reportedly want to bring him back. There's going to be some competition for him. I like Mike Vrabel. I just don't know about the fit with him and John Schneider though. He seems like somebody that's going to want a little bit more roster control. So I'm out on both of these and I like Mike Vrabel. I'm just not sure that he's a good fit, what the Seahawks have front office wise. And I'm not, I'm not interested in Kirk cousins at all at this point either. So I'm all the way out on this one.
1: This is another kind of square peg round hole one for me. Um, I, again, I'm out on anyone, Gino, or that's not Gino or a rookie. Um, and it doesn't really solve your future. That's why. Um, either, you know, you, you either have your steady veteran that knows knows um, kind of the locker room, that, what you've been through um, in that system, even though it might be a different system, perhaps. Or um, you bring in a rookie to start fresh. Um, so bringing in Kirk Cousins does neither of those things. So, yeah, I, I'm out. variable I think I, I would be more. Uh, yeah. again, if the relationship with Schneider and, and Vrabel could be um, amicable, but uh, yeah, I'm out. Our
0: next one, this one is a real wild card. Brian Flores and Michael Penix. Now, I think if we talked about this one from a fan perspective, if we talked about this one before the national title game, I think a lot of Seahawks fans would be very intrigued, but I've noticed since that title game, that the mood has changed a lot. Everybody's suddenly saying Michael Penix is not an NFL quarterback. He's going to get beat up, not a good fit. I'm not going to give a rose up for this one because I am concerned about the durability with Michael Penix. But I am actually really intrigued by Brian Flores. I thought the Dolphins gave him a raw deal. I think he's a really good defensive coach. The Vikings went from near the bottom of the league in defense all the way up to 13th in his one year there as defensive coordinator. So if you're looking for somebody that can change the defensive output, Brian Flores is a good fit. So this is one that I would consider. I I just I still have to hold on to my two rows as I can't quite pull the trigger here.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I actually wrote down Flores' raw deal in Miami. I actually have that written down. Um, and a great defensive mind Penix. I was all in after the Texas game and I'm not going to be this. I'm not, I'm not going to be this guy that is totally out because of one game against the number one defense in the cotton in, in the country with, you know, you know, Harbaugh and those guys game planning against him. The only thing I have is, is, is durability. That's the only, only question I have with Penix. He, he is one of the most beautiful passers I have ever seen coming out of college. Just the, I don't know if it's because he's lefty. That's like a Griffey Jr. thing with the swing. <laughs> if maybe it's the lefty factor. I don't know. Um, but um, it certainly it's the, it would be a rose for me if this was an offensive minded head coach comp- um, pairing with Penix to start fresh in Seattle. Since it's Flores, who I, I do think highly of, kind of with that relationship with Penix needing a nice offensive mind, that, that doesn't
0: quite fit for me. All right. We need to queue up the Star Wars music for this next one because. The Darth Vader equivalent in the NFL here. Bill Belichick, who is a free agent, and Geno Smith. Now, a lot of our listeners are going to be rolling their eyes. I don't see Bill Belichick coming to Seattle at the same time. We're talking about the Allen family here. When they brought Pete Carroll in, that was considered a home run, swing for the fences type move. Bill Belichick has more Super Bowls than any coach in NFL history what a contrast they'll go from Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. (laughs) That would be, but I'm giving a rose on this one because I think Geno Smith running the same offense that we've seen New England run over the years, he can attack the middle of the field. Could you imagine Jackson Smith and Jigba playing the Wes Welker role in this style of an offense? And they've always been able to develop running games. And if he has the right O-line coat. New England consistently has had really good offensive lines, so I don't think this is going to happen. I would be stunned if it does, but this is a game, and we're looking at some fantasy-related uh, matchups. I actually really like this one because Geno Smith has had success the last couple of years attacking the middle of the field. I just feel like his skill set fits what New England has done over the years, and Bill Belichick has a defensive background. He's got the best track record of any coach out there, so. I'm going to give one of my roses on this one, even though I don't think there's any way in hell that this one is actually going to happen. Wow. Rose for Belichick and
1: Gino. What about that? I would be intrigued strictly for the complete, just utter destruction of Twitter and the like (laughs) with this hire. Um, But no rose for me in in the great words of Bill Bill, Bill Belichick on Cincinnati.
0: Moving on. All right, next one here. We're back to the rookie quarterbacks, and this is one that I'm very intrigued by. Eric Bienemy and Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner out of LSU. I- I'm not going to lie. When we were looking at the potential pairings here, this was one that I thought I was going to give. You know what? I'm giving a rose to it. I love this idea. Eric Bieniemy, look what he did with Sam Howell this year. And I will admit, I'm a little bigger fan of Sam Howell than some people. I liked him a lot more coming out of the draft than most people. But he was in the top 10 in passing yards for most of this year. He had threw 21 touchdown passes. Were there a lot of picks? Absolutely. But this is Washington. I thought Eric Bieniemy still did a really solid job with what was a really difficult situation with a lame duck head coach. No offense, Ron Rivera. But Eric bien has got a really nice track record, and he expects so much. There was reports that Washington's players didn't like his intensity. Seattle needs that intensity. So I really like Jaden Daniels. This is a guy I'd be willing to trade up into the top 10 to go get with his mobility. And you could develop him for a little while behind Geno Smith, too, if you didn't think he was quite ready. And I think Geno Smith and bien could work, too. But Daniels is one of those guys I think could play on day one for you in this scheme. So I'm out of roses, but that would be the young guy here paired to the coach that I'd be really excited about.
1: Yeah, I'm with Schmiz here on on the live chat. This was very intriguing. When you were sending me pictures of these before the show, when the and Jaden Daniels came up, my eyes just got big. Like talk about bringing the juice on offense. I mean, the highly respected offensive coach. Daniels would be an electric factory Heisman winner. And I was kind of looking at the stats. He's third in all FBS and big time throw rate and fourth lowest turnover worthy play rate and, and you, that's your heisman trophy winner a force with his legs the most lamar jacksony of the quarterbacks of this draft i think um boy and and the pairing him with the guy who was coached you know patrick mahomes i mean rose that is my last rose Th- this would this would be i mean it, defense certainly would still be a concern but if you're scoring that many points i mean that's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun
0: There's one more that I want to show. We're out of roses, so we're done giving roses. But this one, I'm not going to lie. This one, I didn't pick it, but I was thinking that I might have some interest in it. And this is crazy. And actually, I saw somebody in the chat wondering about this one. Jim Harbaugh and Russell Wilson. Now, I want fans to think about this for a second. This is a truly fantasy pairing, but look what Jim Harbaugh did with Alex Smith in San Francisco. Look what he's done everywhere he's been, college or NFL coaching guys. I thought Russell Wilson got a raw deal. I thought he was much better this year for the Denver Broncos, and yet he's tr- he's surely going to be a free agent. And, oh, by the way, the, the Broncos are going to have to pay that ticket. Could you imagine he just was in Seattle with Pete Carroll to celebrate his coaching career? Could you imagine bringing back Russell Wilson on a veteran minimum deal while the Broncos are paying him millions and millions of dollars and he gets to work with Jim Harbaugh, an incredible quarterback coach, just an incredible coach in general. And oh, by the way, he's protected by Charles Cross. who You got from that Broncos pick. You've got Devin Witherspoon and Boya Maffe on the other side of the ball. Like Russell Wilson might not be a top 10 quarterback anymore, but if you're paying him peanuts – he is absolutely going to be the best bang for your buck quarterback. And you could just laugh even more at the Denver Broncos for paying the tab. So I'd not give it a rose, but I would not completely dismiss this if it was a realistic possibility. I actually think it would be really fun when you're paying him nothing. And Jim Harbaugh is probably the guy that could get the most out of him at this point.
1: The the pure comedy of this, like if this were to happen, you know, forced trade Madden kind of thing, the pure comedy of you know Twitter or X whatever the heck it's called now of social media of Jim Harbaugh I think would have the wherewithal to kind of like mention this and like kind of have fun with it um that would be that would be a sight to behold absolutely no rose that is given that I'm giving it thorns but that would be funny
0: yeah I think thorns are probably the best way to put it but could you imagine though cuz you know Jim Harbaugh holds grudges as much as any coach out there and the 49ers from the division the chance to beat him twice and then Russell Wilson Talk about a redemption tour! Like it flamed out in Denver, it didn't work out as I planned. This is the place that I-, I was having a Hall of Fame career. Why not end it and get myself back in the Hall of Fame? So yeah, I'm not giving a rose, but I'm not going to lie. Like this would be really fun to see what happened if this actually happened. Anyway, as always, you can follow me on X at Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Nick at Nick Lee Fifty One. Subscribe and follow Locked On Seahawks wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Coming up on Monday, we'll have the latest on the coaching search. Are there any interview candidates revealed by that point? And we'll be taking a deep dive into which players may be impacted the most by this coaching change. Non-quarterback, obviously, as we broke that down on yesterday's episode. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for listening in. Go Hawks.